Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays This is the French-Canadian Legacy News. I am Jesse Martineau, and I'm actually going to start today's news with a first for us, and that is a TED Talk. Now, this is a talk by Susan Poulin, a really funny performer that Mike and I had the pleasure of actually watching perform at the Rassemblement. The title of her talk is, Can You Find Your Identity Through a Heritage Language? Susan's first language was French, but she doesn't speak it anymore. In the talk involves her trying to relearn the French language and the impact of that journey on her identity is really awesome. Definitely worth checking out. Another YouTube video worth checking out is a lecture by Paul Lassard called How I Learned About My Earliest Connection to Fort Western. This recently posted lecture includes Paul tracing his family story from Chambois, France to three different towns in Quebec, Tadoussac, Saint-Anne-de-Beaupré and Saint-Joseph-de-Beauce, and then eventually to Augusta, Maine. As always, Patrick Lacroix has come out with a bunch of great stuff. He wrote an opinion piece for the Sun Journal of Lewiston, Maine, and in this, he looks at the state of Maine's upcoming 200th birthday and asks if, for Franco-Americans, life might have actually been better if the state remained part of Massachusetts. Patrick's Query the Past blog has also been active, He concludes his series on the forum, taking us up through 1998. As was the case in the previous three posts, there's a ton of good stories in here. Uh, one thing I found particularly interesting was Grégoire Chabot's article noting the problem of the language stopo in the Franco-American community, purists demanding that everything be done in French. For me, it was very cool to see someone who was super respected, like Grégoire Chabot, in 1998, saying that losing the French language doesn't make you lose your identity as a Franco-American. Obviously, this is something that Mike Timbolio and I have been trying, trying to argue for some time. Patrick also wrote an article that's sure to get a lot of Franco-Americans talking called The Franco-American Pantheon. In this, he asks who the leading lights are among Franco-Americans, who has proven exceptional. He offers a number of perspectives on answering the question, and he even suggested some nominees. So it's pretty fun. David Vermette's French North America blog has another excellent article titled Must French Canadians Be Made to Sing Yankee Doodle? A Dialogue from Vermont. This post references an 1889 article from the Boston Advertiser that was reprinted in the Caledonian, which is a newspaper out of St. Johnsbury, Vermont. The piece talks about Canadians flocking to the country and includes the quote, It is believed to be true also that the Roman church is encouraging the emigration, encouraging also the French determination to remain French. There is danger in this. We do not want a nation within a nation. We want no man here who is not, potentially at least, an American. If immigrants won't sing Yankee Doodle, that must be made to sing it. With mature French Canadians... Probably nothing can be done. With the children, something is possible. And David then goes on to discuss a rebuttal from a Catholic priest in St. Johnsbury and uh, the position of the Quebec elites and their actual reaction to the immigration. Just another awesome, really interesting post. Juliana LaRue's Franco-American News and Culture blog has a story about Susan Poulin's TED Talk. She also has an interesting article about the mission to preserve the historic Biddeford Mill clock tower. James Mayall, Parlez-vous American blog, has an article called 20 Years for a Crime He Didn't Commit. This tells the story of Henry Lambert, a 
French-Canadian laborer who was working in the Greenville area of Maine. When a local farm burned to the ground, killing the family inside, suspicion fell on this French-Canadian outsider. He was found guilty despite there being zero real evidence that he had committed any crime, and he was exonerated after 20 years in prison with a full pardon. Super interesting story. There is also a really interesting article by Don Levesque in the Fiddlehead Focus, which covers a lot of items from northern Maine. The article discusses the Ku Klux Klan presence in Maine and the impact that it had on Maine's French speakers. Maple Stars and Stripes podcast has a new episode out. This one is titled The U.S. Catholic Church Records Online. In this episode, Margaret Fortier walks through what is available in the Catholic Church records and where to find them online. And the show notes include five pages worth of really useful information. Another exciting development is that there is actually a new podcast that may be of interest to everyone. It is called the North American Francophone Podcast and is hosted by a PhD student at the University of Virginia. And it is always awesome to see someone else talking about the Franco-American topics. As for upcoming events, the Franco-American Center of Manchester, New Hampshire will be having the annual Soiree de Noël and Volunteer Appreciation event on Friday, December 13th. Now, this event takes place at the Stark Brewing Company in Manchester. There'll be all kinds of food, some French singing, and as an added bonus, both Mike and I will be in attendance. Le Club Calumet up in Augusta, Maine actually hosts a bingo every Sunday and Wednesday, which I thought was pretty fun. But they're also hosting a New Year's Eve party on December 31st. Now, tomorrow, Wednesday, December 11th, the Vermont French-Canadian Genealogical Society is hosting its annual Christmas party. Now, this event will take place at the Eagles Club. The Alliance Francaise of the Lake Champlain region have a number of conversation groups coming up. They have group meetups in North Hero, Shelburne, Plattsburgh, Aldberg. Definitely check them out if you're up in Vermont. The French Cultural Center of Boston also has a ton of events coming up. They have a conversation group on December 11th. There's a painting workshop which is kind of fun, on December 13th. On Saturday, December 14th, they are hosting a holiday open house for kids and teens. They're calling it Family Fun with a French Twist. Should be fun for families. And on Thursday, December 19th, they will host a festive cooking workshop and dinner party that they are calling Repas de Fête. And finally, the date has been set for the Fête de la Francophonie in Boston 2020. Now, this celebration of French language and culture is expecting over 1,000 French students and teachers. And the event will take place on March 27th, 2020 at the Reggie Lewis Center in Boston. Now, I'd like to turn it over to Mike with a preview of next week's episode. Thanks, Jesse. Just a quick programming note, on December 24th, we're going to post a special Christmas episode with Juliana LaRue. There won't be a preview episode because we wanted to make sure it aired before Christmas. We hope you'll enjoy listening to it if you're driving to meet with friends or family for Christmas. Next week's guest has been podcasting since 2013, and we're honored to have her on the show. Sandra Goodwin is the host of Maple Stars and Stripes, your French-Canadian genealogy podcast. Jessie was lucky enough to go on her show back in April, and we were ecstatic that she agreed to come on this show. Jesse and Sandra will talk about how she got into genealogy in 1992 and the differences between genealogy today and back then. She'll also give us some tips about how to start your own research. We hope you'll enjoy the next two episodes, and we want to wish everyone a happy holiday. Because every week, uh, in the off week in between episodes, we always ask our guests a question that has absolutely nothing to do with what we had talked about on the actual episode. And I noticed from your bio that you have an undergraduate minor in Spanish. 
And I also noticed that you, when you give your personal history, you didn't mention anything at all about having Spanish heritage. So where did that come from? It came from watching High Chaparral as a kid on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I had a wicked crush on Manolo or Manolo, whatever his name was in that show. And I wanted to learn how to speak Spanish. And that took you all the way through college. It did. It did. And now I could kick myself. I wish so much <laughs> that I had uh, minored in French instead. But yeah, I was at one point able to read an entire book in Spanish and write a report on it. Couldn't do it today, but. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, Sandra, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair to think that everything they love we simply do not share. But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode. This program is recorded at the Conquer TV podcasting studio. The views and opinions expressed during this podcast are not necessarily those of Conquer TV. The producer is solely responsible for its content.